Attention, Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake finds a full art Moltres, Chuck bubbles, and Gudra is at the top of the heap. Chuck, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> Gudra is at the top of the heap. Yes, I know a lot of people locally and just in the community at large. Um Really liked the deck and really were behind the deck and was really, really rooting on Hale. The you know, once you know, the top eight uh cut was going on and even before that, but just really trying to see Gudra um see that success and ultimately he took it home and it was great to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I was uh fortunate enough to have the day so I could watch almost all of the stream uh from Saturday and Sunday and uh. I was a fan of Hale with the first time he got on there. Yeah. And streamed, uh, in one of his first games, just when they were spotlighting because he was playing Goudreau. So they're happy he made it to day two. Right. And happy he, uh, you know, took the goo trail all the way to the end, as they said in the stream. Yep. The goo trail past <laughs> the finisher, past the, the finish line. Past the finish line. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to Hale Albernalti. And uh, James Thievel for making top, uh, you know, the final table and, you know, beyond um, everybody that made top eight and cut um, another great, great event to watch this weekend. Um, like you said, I, I was able to watch a majority of it as well. Um, so it was, it was fun seeing decks um, pop up um, and just people's gameplay decisions, as always, um, you know, different from maybe what you would normally do, um, how I would normally play, how you would normally play, just kind of. Um, getting to see, you know, those top players again, um, you know, continue to show what they're made of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Salt Lake a little bit later. Um, yeah. We've got, you know, plenty to talk about beforehand. But before we even do that, um, aside from Pokemon, how was your weekend? Anything of note uh, that you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, no, nothing too crazy um, this week. Uh, it is vacation week for me so i'm enjoying not having to go to work oh my gosh so, i'm so jealous <laughs> <laughs> um got a lot of other things to do uh, as well though uh finalizing some activity stuff for the next weekend for the birthday bash which we'll talk about here in a minute but um and then uh doing stuff around the house too cleaning stuff up you know, taking care of that stuff that you don't get to take care of because you have to go to work every day. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, other than that, got to play some Pokemon. Well, that's good. Yeah, so, as so did I. Um, I got to, you know, still maybe not as much as I would like, uh, but work definitely has slowed down to a bit where I, you know, could come home at a reasonable time, jump on the ladder, play some PTCGO, uh, go to locals, uh, play there. Um, and then just, you know, play this weekend at our team challenge. And we'll talk about that here after, you know, our intro. Uh, but, you know, it was a good amount of Pokemon um, and getting to watch Pokemon. So I, it's getting back into swing of things, which was nice. Um, but aside from that, I mean, last week, I, you know, I kind of mentioned how much I was working and I would try to go and, and uh, you know, find something Pokemon related that I, you know, to treat myself for my, the hard work that I've been doing at work. Right. Um yep. So uh, I went to our local game shop, um, Sports Card Junction, and, you know, bought some some products um, and didn't end up opening or didn't end up really cracking anything of note. Um, 
so I decided hmm, that uh that full art Galarian Moltres, uh, I really love the one that he just has his wing like yeah. Uh, I'm like, hmm, I guess I'm gonna have to buy that card because it needs to be <laughs> in my collection. Uh, so uh, finally completed my uh, Galarian Moltres set. So I have a uh, you know one of each of the rarities. Um, love that card, the max rarity, even the gold. Um, so pretty, it, it makes me happy uh, to put it in that alt art section uh, amongst some of the other cool uh, alt arts I have. Um, you know, every so often, you know, you just got to look through the binder and it just makes you happy, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I've been doing that myself um, every now and then. Uh, every time I uh, got to pull open that rainbow collection every now and then just uh, cycle through it. Um, I hit pay dirt this weekend. The store, my local store finally brought in a rainbow avery there we go so I'm, I'm caught up to everything up to go now so i just have to get a couple more from go and a couple more from lost origin and so, then you've, you've got silver tempest on the horizon silver tempest yeah until my count doubles that i need again when they release a new set so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that was my quick pay dirt from my local strip this week uh i did actually get to pull a gold giratina as well since I bought Giratinas to build the deck. I now am just pulling them like candy out of packs. <laughs> um, every I got that's the last two weeks I've pulled a Giratina out of the pack that they give you for entering in a tournament. So, um, yay Giratinas! Still, yay Tinas! I <laughs> uh, got got enough to make two decks now. So, yeah, well, two decks. Uh, you might be able to do some two different Garatina archetypes yeah. for your team. Yeah. for your uh, birthday bash thing. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but, probably not. I don't want. Uh, I don't know if I want to play that much Garatina on the weekend. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, we'll talk about your that as well. Um, but yeah, that seems like a pretty good week. We both got a little bit of Pokemon in. Um, you know, playing and getting the watch. So always, always good. Yeah, I think we uh. We finally got to meet in the middle here at playing a little bit as well. Yes, yes, we did. Before we jump into that, I do want to give a shout out to the three our three local stores that are having Team Challenge um, that we are part of. Um, so first and foremost, uh, Volt, um, David Ross, and Randall Rhodes, um, both uh, making the team on, um, on the Volt. Um, obviously... Uh, for Sports Card Junction, uh, we have Mike and Adam, which Adam ended up, I know, spoiler alerts, um, took home the win this weekend uh, in ours. And then uh, we have Team Heroes Inc., which uh, Tim and Jared both made it. So uh, shout out to all of you guys. Um, that was, uh, you know, congrats on making a team thus far. And hopefully, you know, you represent Pittsburgh well and, you know, hopefully have some success. Yeah, yeah, good. Congrats, especially to Jared and Adam for making me a speed bump along your way to being a team member. Right. So, <laughs> um, both of those guys found ways to eliminate me uh, in in back to back team challenges. So right, right. Adam took me down too, and um, we'll talk about a little bit of that, uh, about that in a minute. Uh, but first, we started this team challenge playing against each other. Um, we had, I think, we believe we had nine. Um, so we had a four rounds and a cut to top four. Uh, you know, the cut was best of best of two each. And then, you know, going on from there, uh, there was some fun drama along the way. Uh, but, you know, we started out playing against each other. 
yeah. and it was a very close game. Um, uh, so you were playing Lost Box, and I'll let you kind of go into yours. And I was uh, kind of pulled a deck that nobody expected me to play, I guess, or if anybody was like kind of falling because I've been really on either Lost Tina or Lost Box it's, itself. Uh, switched up and went straight back to um, uh, Arceus, uh, not, sorry, not sorry, uh, Palkia and Talion. Um, just going straight consistency that way. Um, and the deck ran pretty well for myself. So um, yeah. we, you know, we ended up going against each other and I, you pulled it out at the very, very end with a really, really fun play. Um, and, you know, making the prize trade back in your favor, it kind of went back and forth. I think we both made the Greninja play um uh, right you had a Greninja play there right no 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 you, no you did not you I was trying to stall you that's right that's right yep that uh, was uh you were trying to stall me and I managed to get out of it one turn ahead of schedule yeah I was I didn't have any energy acceleration um and I needed one more turn of energy acceleration to be able to uh do what I needed to do to put the damage on um, the correct Pokemon. Um, and it just, I was one turn short, like I said. Yep. I think, uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly, but, but for those of you who are wondering uh, what I was actually playing, cause it wasn't a straight lost zone box. Uh, I was playing lost zone with uh, the Reshiram and the radiant Charizard. So that's right. The, that's right. The dragon box as I like to call it the big heavy hitting slain sledgehammer wielding dragons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a couple other Cramorant birds as well. So, but no Sableyes in that deck. So, um, it's all the you know fire, uh, lightning, and the dark that you need for the amazing Rush Ram to hit for two seventy. Um, which he did a, a great stall out, almost, uh, almost worked <laughs> uh, to perfection because uh, I just ha luckily happened to have all three of the energies in my hand and enough time to get it attached yep i was i was hurting and i bossed it up try to stall you i did the whole yell horn or uh yell horn play not yell horn was it uh echoing horn and then boss yeah. stall <laughs> and if you would have had one more uh in your deck i had that play again but you didn't <laughs> have any more in your discard pile so i couldn't stall you out uh and i couldn't quite get the damage done to you because i needed multiple knockouts because i couldn't just take out a uh, the active, uh, because if I did that, you know, your Charizard comes up and just wails on me because uh, you were one prize. Uh, I needed to take multiple prizes at once. So I was trying to manually charge up my uh, my Greninja um, while stalling you out and being able to have a switch out. And I believe you had a Marnie in there at some point, too, that actually hurt me um, when it came to, you know, having that acceleration for at least one or two turns earlier. Yeah, I think I might have used that to uh, refresh the hand a little bit yeah. uh, uh, at the end. But yeah, it was a really close game. Almost uh, almost bit like there is a very likely chance that late in the game that I just don't have the three energies I need mm -hmm. for, for that Rush Ram in my hand, but I did. So I lucked out a little bit. Otherwise, it would have sat there. Um, which is kind of what happened to me later in the tournament. Yeah. Talk about the rest of yours, because there was some, there was some. Our our tournaments went very differently after our game. Yeah. Uh, well, because I think the next game I played a uh, lost zone. It was either the next game or the game after I played a lost zone mirror, 
which they were playing the Lost Zone, the traditional Lost Zone box with Sableyes and everything. And that's just a straight, like, it's not an auto loss, but it's a, a really hard route for me to win because I'm doing damage to myself with Reshiram and uh, hitting Pokemon for ridiculously amounts of damage that I don't need to. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really just whether I could make enough use of Cramorant's um, for having to hit Rush with Reshiram, and it just uh, the Sableyes came into clutch, uh, popping off like bench Pokemon and um, and things like that. So I just couldn't keep up with the pace. Uh, I ended up losing that one. Um, took down a uh, Giratina deck though uh, along the way. With the, that's where the two prizers. I like playing multi prizer Pokemon because uh, you know the 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 ability for Rush Ram to one hit KO pretty much a lot of things. Um, it works works out. Um, and then I hit Adam uh, in round the last round, and he was playing Mew uh, like he does with the Lost Lost City because that's the new card in Mew. And I could not hit a stadium to bump that. The guy managed to Lost Zone all of my Rush Rams. Uh, I just well, I put all three of them in all three of them in the uh, uh, the lost zone, and uh, like I, I couldn't do anything else. I still right. had Charizard, but I was like, this game's over, uh, because I cannot find a stadium, so I can't attack you with Charizard and just let you lost zone it. So. Exactly. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, but no, uh, Adam's a heck of a player. Um, you know, he play he loves the Mew deck, uh, no matter what rendition of it, you know, from the early days with the uh Meloetta to um, you know, Elsa Sparkle to you know, all that fun jazz. Uh, that moving now to the you know, the more methodical double turbo, uh, double turbo energy one with Silene, um, and you, you using other supporters as well. Um, plays both versions really well. Um, and obviously, um, uh, because like he, he did take a home the tournament. Um, so big congrats there. He, he ended up taking me down in cut. Um, so, uh, my run after you, um, played against a, um, Karam, uh, Palkia, uh, ended up winning a very close match. Uh, it came down to, I just, I just found, um, you know, all the comic combinations, uh, being able to use cross switchers, um, and take out the, the Karams before they ever set up. Um, or evolved um, so two turns in a row where you know I, I put the rare candy in so it rare candy is huge in that deck so you can get the Inteleon to get the uh, cross switcher and the and the um, Irida and then find Irida for a Pokemon and another cross switcher and then uh, kind of rinse and repeat that kind of thing sometimes uh, so it's like a boss and a Pokemon uh, so um, that was a really good combination there. Um, then played against a Garatina, I believe, and uh, same situation where I just was faster um, and, and knocking it out before it really set up. Um, and then going into round four, I was, you know, I was two and one and I actually had to, uh, my opponent, uh, he was actually undefeated at that point and he wanted to take a break and my kid was freaking out upstairs because my wife was gone. Um, and so I, you know, I said, Hey, can we ID, uh, so I can run upstairs and hang out with my son, get him some food and everything like that. Uh, cause he was not liking being by himself for like the, you know, the 30 minutes he was, um, 
<laughs> so that ended up working where I, I bubbled into the cut and then ended up playing against Adam, uh, playing against the Mew. Um, and then he did Mew things like no matter what I did, he, you know, he just had answers. Um, all, obviously, the Palkia deck is a really good deck, but doesn't usually play Path of the Peak. And the one thing that really hurts uh, Mew, especially if they have like a slower start, which a couple of those turns, like the, his first turn on both games, I believe he got like two Mews and uh, a Genesec down and not enough to like draw. So a Path of Peak in any one of those games might have hurt him. Um, but, you know, didn't have it in my deck and he just, Went over me like it was nothing. Uh, so congrats again to Adam. Um, hopefully, you know, I will be joining him um, and Mike uh, on Sports Card Junction or Team Sports Card Junction um, in round three and possibly hopefully having to go to four. I kind of don't want to try to attempt four because found out that uh, uh, our fourth round for the qualifiers is during the weekend of Toronto. Uh, so really don't want to try to have conflict there. Want to lock that up now. Yeah, I'm going to try to, uh, for sure. So, um, yeah, uh, it, all in all, again, uh, very fun weekend of Pokemon, the wins, losses, and all that stuff. Um, it, it's just, uh, great to be back. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a fun little, uh, local tournament It's good to play with you guys, even, uh, online in that way. So it's, it's fun. Right. And I also want to say one thing about uh, Palkia and uh, just straight Palkia Intel um, over the Kiram. Uh, I I really like Palkia Intel still, um, and I haven't played it in a while. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of Lost Box variants. Um, and then, you know, in preparation to, you know, our team challenge, I played, I mean, again, this is just ladder for, so take it, you know, for what it is. But um, even having having not played it in a while, um, played 20 games of preparation, went 17 out of 20. So the deck is pretty good. Um, yeah, even though it can't beat you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, there's something to say about just the un unmatchable speed sometimes that Palkia can get up and going. Right. So. Especially with, I think, I think it fell off hard when flying Pikachu was a thing. Um, and it's still a thing, but I think it's not to the numbers it is. So it doesn't have that hard check like it had in the meta uh, previous to the Lost Box. So I think the viability of the deck has um, increased, even though it's still considered by a lot to be BDIF. Um, but even if it is, it's not like well and above. So um, if that was off your radar, um, highly consider, you know, giving it a second look. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Speaking of playing locally, uh, I do want to give a, a, a kind of pitch, a last pitch or plug. For... We're plugging it, but I want to I want to deep dive into this format because I don't think a lot of people have even done a tournament similar. Yeah, so this weekend on the 23rd, if you are in the Pittsburgh area, come on down to uh, Heroes Inc. is going to host my third annual birthday bash triple threat match uh tournament um and you're and your triple threat you're saying so i've come up with a a little twist on the standard format and yes. uh the best of three matches so uh this tournament um 
the way it kind of works is same same way. Nothing changes with how it works except the fact that it's a best of three match and you have to be, bring three decks, three different standard format decks, um, and you play a best of three uh, match with your opponent. And once you win with that deck, you are that that deck is eliminated from your best of three match. So yep. uh, you essentially have to win with two different archetypes against your opponent, and then which could uh, be playing completely different archetypes again. Yeah. Um, so just because game one went well in your favor because you have like a good matchup, the second one could completely go the opposite way, uh, yeah. and your opponent has the the hands down better matchup. Yeah, um, and and the opponent has the ability to switch decks if they're like, well, this wasn't the thing to do. Let me give you something random, uh, so that you don't know what you is coming to switch off to. So, um, it becomes a very fun, um, like chess match later in the yes. tournament, and just uh, it's also a way to play some fun fun stuff to throw out like just crazy random counters to stuff uh that you're not you're not locked into playing for the whole day right uh, but you can pull out for i don't know the the electric box deck that you're like i'm just gonna play this every time i see a palkia you know what i mean uh something like that that you can hide in the the best of three uh decks that you bring um i mean i always try to find find some fun uh craziness to bring in there as well so it, it is a fun twist on the format um, with a little bit more of a head game space. And uh, it's looking to be a pretty good time. We got um, uh, a bunch of people signed saying, saying they're going to come already. We're going to have cake cookies. So it is a birthday party. Yes. Um, We're going to sing uh, happy birthday to Chuck chant Chuck's name again, locally <laughs> here in Pittsburgh. It's going to be great. Um, it hasn't been a while. It's been a while at least. Yeah, and, and if anyone was thinking about coming that's listening, like I said, Heroes Inc., 12 o'clock, Sunday the 23rd. Um, it is a $15 buy-in that is all going towards food and prizes. We got a booster box for the winner. So, I mean, you can call it a box tournament if you want. Uh, we got <laughs> a, all a kinds of wraps. Huh? A small box. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, I didn't call it a case tournament. I just no, said a small no, box. No. We're, we're not that big yet. Um, but... Uh, all kinds of raffle prizes as well. Just fun th things to do. Uh, that's the other thing I like to do. Uh, gameplay mechanics enter you in raffle prizes. Quick balling a quick ball is a is a is a raffle entry. So you can win some cool prizes by maybe playing suboptimally. Um, <laughs> uh, some opponents last year did do that uh, against me just to get some raffle tickets. Uh, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I think they ended up getting some good stuff out of it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the raffle prizes are pretty cool. Um, I, I'm bringing back the research, the empty hand prize, um, which will I will spoil it for everyone. Um, if you uh, win the raffle for playing research with an empty hand, which is never a bad idea, uh, the the prize is uh, one full art of every print of professors research they've had so far. Oh, so, why is it the first person? I gotta uh, get this. <laughs> not the first idea. person. It's a raffle. You gotta get an entry. Oh, okay. See, 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 get there. But you have to you have to empty your hand and then play research. You get a raffle. Note to entry. self, put a deck with many research in it. <laughs> <laughs> Zorark might be a popular archetype now. Um I mean it probably would be knowing our locals, so there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, but those will be back. We have a bunch of cool prizes, and I'm looking forward to uh, having fun this weekend and playing some silly decks. So, well, not necessarily silly. I got, I got some silly stuff, but um, I'm I'm there to have fun. So, of course. All right. Yeah. So again, uh, anybody locally, if you if you're close to the Pittsburgh area, please please come. Uh, it's going to be fun. Like you said, there's going to be cake prizes, um, a fun twist on the format. Um, still get to play standard, uh, play a little bit of he head games in between. Um, and, you know, you get to hang out with some of the locals. Um, and, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to go for the three-peat. Um, so <laughs> apparently I, I forgot I won the first one. I was like maybe 50% sure, but I know for sure last year I won. Um, and, yeah, so I, I'm trying to go for the three-peat here. Uh, it would be fun. Um, but again, regardless, there's always some really good prizes. Um, and I believe uh, one of our locals last year um, ended up pulling a, a Zard out of one of the packs that you provided uh, for prize support. Uh, so a Zard was pulled. Um, I remember there was something crazy, or like nobody was going for the Darkness Ablaze packs because they're like, oh, it's just Darkness Ablaze. And then the one person that got it was like, I'm going for the Zard. And then boom. Zard pops up. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I think that was uh uh we I had a a, plus, a little bit of extra darkness ablaze packs that we just added to some raffles, but I, I think I made the claim. I was like, one of these packs has a Zard in it. Guaranteed. <laughs> <You> <laughs> and I was like, someone don't make me a liar, please. And then right. there was a Zard pulled. So I was like, yes, these are worth it. So they definitely are. Um and Speaking of, uh, you said th uh, two-time champ there. Uh, I will say that was the upgrade done to the trophy this year. It is now a perennial trophy. We got a cup that will, your name will be etched in history, as they say. <laughs> so I uh, uh, got like a, a cup trophy with that you'll, your name will be added on as it goes, because I plan on keeping these going and hopefully maybe get a little bit bigger. Maybe people want to come to them and, and play. Um so uh, we'll keep going. I'm with that. all for it, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep keep that going. Yep. Before we jump into our fun middle of the show stuff, I forgot to, and I told him I was going to call him out uh, from our team challenge, um, and I forgot to uh, bring this story up. But I got to call, or got to call call out our local Colton. Um, so he ended up going two two and had a better strength of schedule than Chuck, and ended up bubbling Chuck like I kind of alluded to into the intro. Um, and I guess he didn't think he had a chance at making cut or or he just thought it was, um, you know, the best of, uh, you know, four and then like the, the winner wins uh, and that's it. Um, yeah, but I, no, I just, just want to say the, the only reason I even like looked at this was because I was like, I played everyone in top cut. Like, how am I not <laughs> right. the best two and two? Like, um, right. that's like the only reason why I even questioned it. So Yeah, and so Colton ends up making cut um, and then assumes that that was, you know, he's either out or doesn't have any more games to play. So he, you know, he puts down his, uh, you know, he, he logs out, puts down his phone um, and, and, you know, starts doing it because he just moved to uh, starts doing home homeowner shenanigans. And then like three hours later, he comes back to a bunch of texts like, where are you going? Why are you? So he just he made cut and is like, peace, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was I do have to give him a little grief when I get uh get back into town on, on this weekend when I see him just to be like, Man, you took my spot. But <laughs> he, he bubbled you and then he's like, Peace, <laughs> microphone dropped. <laughs> I, I do 
I do believe his first matchup I would have done very poorly in any way. So it didn't matter. I mean, it gave it gave um I forget who he ended up playing, but it gave that person an advantage because obviously they didn't have to play him. Um and he was playing that Gudra deck. I don't know if it was the same 60 as Hales, but uh um still, you know, Gudra's pretty good. So but yeah, I had to I had to give him uh you know I had to call him out a little bit. I told him I was going to, um so it, yeah it was it was all funny. Um so no harm done. I think the only harm would have been to you, Chuck. Yeah, I I'm it's all good. It was fun. Right. All right. Well, let's uh move on to some even more fun stuff with our uh shenanigans. So uh, do we want to let's go into uh, trivia first. It's time for trivia. Trivia. What do we got for trivia this week? All right, I've got um a trivia card. As per usual, I have a Pokemon. Name that Pokemon this ability and or attack belongs to. Um, today's an ability. I feel like I've been doing a lot of abilities lately, so maybe next week I'll try to change it up into an attack. Um, but when I seen this one, I had to pick it. Um, so this Pokemon is um well pokemon ability name is labyrinth of sand labyrinth of sand that that sounds like that guy is that sounds to me i'm stuck on sanaconda but it may be the polisand there's another sandy pokemon um uh, it could be any of the evolution, the smaller evolutions. I mean, it, I don't think it would be like Silicobra. I'm going to stick with my gut because it's usually wrong. I'm going to go with Sandaconda. No, it's not Sandaconda. Um, yeah, you've been really on key with a lot of these lately, at least. Um, but no, that is the stage two basic or one prize Pokemon that everybody knows and loves. And that is Flygon. Ah, that is right. I forgot. <laughs> so Labyrinth of That's... Sand ability. As long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, um, your opponent's active Pokemon cannot retreat. Yep. And that's how it, it was. It's a lock card. I've seen that hit the table every now and then i mean if it was a basic if it was a basic against you know a lot of these comfy decks um lost engines uh it might be good um i obviously there's scoop up net but there's not you know you know there's a lot of switching cards so um that might have been good if it was basic in this current format but being a stage two um just not good enough yeah but the name, the ability of the name uh, of the uh, the name of the ability, uh, very creative, and I liked it. Yep, uh, I like that one too. And I am pulling out my uh, fun. I lost it here. Okay, where we go? Um, there we go. I got a card here. We're gonna reach back into the trainer. Um, I got an. I got another stadium. I'm just gonna say it this time. Uh, for you to guess spoiler, the name. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, are we standard legal or you can't tell me we, that? We're still standard. We'll still still. It's still standard legal. I mean, it's going to give it away. Um, 
If you can name this stadium, whenever either player plays a Pokemon V Max from their hand to evolve a Pokemon V during their turn, heal 100 damage from that Pokemon. Again, I, I don't see the point in not telling you it's a stadium. It kind of gives it away. Yeah, I know it gives me it gives it away. Um, I oh, I feel like I just read this card too. Um, looking through my stuff. I don't think uh, I've ever seen the stadium hit the table. No, it was like it's actually a stadium, I believe. I just don't remember which one. It's not Turfield. Uh, I don't remember all of them. Is it the like the the one that looks like a rose kind of? Uh, Maybe I I know the card. It is that card. I what's that card called? It's like, oh man, it's gonna. I'm not gonna get it in the next like handful of minutes here. Um, although I can see the picture, I don't, I don't know. I think, I'm gonna I know, you, I give you a hint. No, no, you just tell you, you don't need to give me a hint. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've already conceded so that you haven't, but I'm gonna pull it out right here because I'm pulling my stadiums out as we speak. Um, Windham Stadium, is, yes, I. Windham Stadium. I couldn't name it, but I cheated, and I knew <laughs> I knew what the art looked like. I kept oh, oh. Yes. I believe that's the stadium that. Yes, that stadium that looks like a rose. That's where Rose hangs out. Is it yeah. not? Um, I, I don't know, but like, it does look like a rose, I, doesn't it? I never or got like that a pomegranate half. I don't know. <laughs> I never got that far in Sword and Shield, so I'll be I'll be honest. You've not. Oh. Okay, well, that's a whole different category on its own. Hey. Um, I, at least I got the art right, I guess. Uh, half points? Yeah. Half, I'll give you half points. Sure. Let's go. Who's keeping track? Not me. <laughs> One of the listeners out there is keeping track, and then they'll tell us later. So um, that is it for trivia. Now we can hit some random cards. Uh, random card madness, which we are going to convert into random type ran madness, random type uh, attacker madness. So uh, uh, we are down to we not did grass. No, we did no, electric. We did lightning. So anything that's randomly not electric. All right, I got a stack of random uh, energy cards over here. So I'm just going to pull one out of this, and we are going to get fighting. Somehow I knew best we were going to be fighting. <laughs> best fighting attackers in format at the moment. Let's go. All right. I can start. Maybe. Start um, us off, Chuck. So uh, I'm going to say the best single prize attacker at the moment that is fighting is Hisuian Arcanine. Uh, I think single prize. Attacker. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen another single prize attacker in a fighting deck that's not Arcanine uh, and single prize wise. Uh, there's no added lost box tools. Um, uh, that's that's my go to at the moment. Uh, if you're talking about V and V Max for fighting, um, I'm gonna give this one. See. I'm going to give this one to Stone Journer just because I like that deck. 
Uh, it is not necessarily the best attacker, but if you're going to build a deck, I think Stonejourner is your best fighting deck at the moment. I mean, it's it's a fair choice. Uh, I know a lot of people like Urshifu. Um, I'm not going to go Urshifu route, but before that, I'm I got to go back to the single prizers, um, and I feel like. I'm just gonna my go-to to this is just pick a Reggie of that color. And you've already <laughs> picked Arcanine. So I'm gonna say the Reggie Rock um, yeah. is in there. It is it is relevant because it hits a lot of matchups for weakness. Um and we've even seen it this weekend uh at, at Salt Lake where the Reggie, the Reggie Rock uh was in there for for the fighting type um yep, single prize. So uh I'm gonna cheat and just go Reggie. And next week, I'm going to say Reggie again, no matter what color we get, even if it's psychic, I'm still going to say Reggie. <laughs> um, but as far as fighting the Pokemon, I'm going to go a little off the wall here. Um, as far as just regular V, I'm going to say Metacham V. Um, not necessarily best, but at least um, it's very utilitary, right? The, you know, there's yep. there's a lot of situations end game. Um where you just need to get that last bit of damage and then an extra turn to buy you a turn, right? We've already seen Metacham, you know, Metacham has come up, um, you know, definitely deck dependent, but um, could be that late game sweeper um, and a great comeback potential card. Um, and then aside from that, I mean, I guess Decidueye V-Star, um, still pretty good attacker, two shots, most anything that's, a, you know, a V, uh, V-Star up. Um, and with a lot of ability to take those one shots and scaling its attacks. Um, so also really good. And then if you need, you know, having an ability, um, you know, the, the ability to, to draw cards if need be, um, you know, to get yourself out of jam, um, pretty good too. So, um, I would say those are my three for fighting type at the moment. Yeah, I will, I will give. Uh, just a shot like a, this is out of my out of the thing i mean urshifu is probably rapid strike urshifu is probably one of the best fighting pokemon out there i should i should, is it should though? ignore him is it though at the moment at uh, the moment he's dead at he's the moment stay no. dead. he will um, not be back i i that's my bold prediction nobody not even toward or Azul, not one great player will win another regionals or above with Urshifu this season. Uh, you may very well be correct on that one. Um, but uh, my last last point Pokemon I want to bring up, just as an honorable mention, because I love the guy, Galarian Surfetched, uh, just the first, being the Zap Duck deck. That where you could just try and take knockouts first turn going second. Love that deck. Very, very just doesn't uh, hit the numbers. Anymore, just doesn't hit the numbers, but that's okay. Just, it, it still can. It's just a lot harder now. Um, so it just got harder and harder to go. But that is it for the uh, random attacker madness or however we want to call it. But um we can now um before we send it over to Churchwig and Ryan, uh, we got to have a word from our sponsors, and then we'll jump straight over to Churchwig and Ryan, get the report, and then we'll be back with the news. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. 
Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to... Turtwig Talks The Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. So, without further ado, let's hop right into those top 8s. Starting off, Mew had 12 top 8s, Palkia had 13 top 8s, Palkia Curum had 16 top 8s, and Giratina, skyrocketing past every deck in the format, had 37 top 8s this week. So, that's it for the top 8s. I would like to thank our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics at Four Horsemen Comics and Games by shouting on our local players. We got to play GLC at Four Horsemen this week. It was super awesome. Thank you very much to the crowd that came out. I appreciate all of you. So, without further ado, let's uh, talk about the decks that won this week. Uh, all these decks had a single win, those being Mew, Lost Box, and Arceus Giratina. Palkia had two wins, Palkia Curum had three wins, and Giratina rounding us off. The big winner by a long shot had seven wins this week. And that's it. Turk worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you could let us know on Twitter at ry gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care. Pokemon trainers. All right, and we're back. Thank you, Ryan and Turtwig, for that awesome meta update. Um, so going into the news. Um, there's not a lot of news this week. Uh, there are a few full art cards I do want to talk about here in a second. Um, but the biggest news, at least on our front, is um, you know, now that we have an awesome sponsor for the podcast, um, you know, we're gonna be able to give back to the community a little bit. Um, so for this month, we're going to give away an ETB uh, to be determined what set it's going to be from. Um, so all you guys have to do to have your chance to win um, is say uh, or we're going to give out a keyword. And then all you have to do is direct message us, uh, myself, Chuck, or the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. And then you'll be put into a raffle. Um, so we'll be doing this for the next two weeks. Um, and then going into the, the end of the month episode, we will announce our winner then, and then we'll just get your details uh, through the DMs, and then we'll send it to you guys, um, you know, through the mail. Uh, so, you know, I hope we get a lot of awesome uh, people to reach out um, and give us uh, the, the keyword. And Chuck, what is that keyword for the week? Well, this week we are going to be a little topical with our keyword Uh everyone's favorite basic spooky park spooky pokemon litwick litwick yes. is this week's keyword so go ahead get on your twitter account and send like jake said me him or our podcast's twitter account a direct message with the keyword litwick yes so again um you, we have both our twitters and then pit pokepod um, as well and that will get you entered into the etb giveaway yeah All so right. thanks again sports card junction for giving us the opportunity to give back to the community so hopefully this uh if this is um you know something that pops off um you know we'll we'll end up doing more in the future uh so hopefully that will continue to to, to grow i guess yeah yeah thank you again sports card junction and 
I look forward to announcing that in a few weeks, uh, the winner. So, but we have some cool card reveals to move on to now. Yes. So there, there were a few card reveals, nothing, you know, out of the ordinary, like as far as, you know, just new cards, um, these are all alternate arts or for trainers uh, for the most part. Uh, I didn't see any like new, new cards uh, from Silver Tempest. Uh, but the one I want to point out before anything else, there's a lot of cool cards, but that Lugia. That Lugia with the fisherman down there, I think it's a fisherman in the middle of like a crazy sea storm. And like Lugia just flies over and looks, oh my gosh, those eyes glaring at him from like a underneath. You know, that That's such a beautiful card. I, I need that card. I think a lot of people need that card, uh, but that would go really, really good next to that Moltres that I have, right? <laughs> uh, and the, that's his and hers. I mean, that's your prerogative on that one. I mean, I think the art is stellar. Um, I actually enjoy the uh, the original Lugia V art uh, a whole lot. Um, I'm not saying it's not good because that one is amazing as well. For just a standard uh, art, the, that Lugia is crazy. <laughs> but I will just hit you with the same quote I said when uh, I said it in our Discord when people were saying, that looks like that's going to be a $500 card. I just said, that looks like something I'll riffle shuffle. So. <laughs> Please, Chuck, you don't pull it. <laughs> if you pull it and and then I see you riffle shuffling, I, I'm, I'll I'm get mad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It is a really good. It is a really good art, for sure. No, it, it is great. There was also the was it the Reggie Drago? Um, yeah, there's the, a, the, the Reggie Drago, Drago sitting in the woods. Uh, Looks like he's taking a nap on a tree. The Drago art is pretty cool. Uh, it doesn't hit as what as much as the 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 Lugia does, but it is still a really cool art. Yep. Uh, and then there were a couple others. We have a full art worker um, mm -hmm. supporter card. Uh, again, um, nothing too crazy. Uh, you know, it's another one of those draw three cards. Uh, and in this one, discard a stadium and play. Um, not sure we'll ever see it, you know, in a lot of decks, you know, especially since we have so many other stadium removal cards options that might be just better than this. Uh, but still, cool that it has a full art um and then what was there was one more um that we had we had candace and lance both got their full arts um those cards look pretty sick um i think a lot of people are going to really you know try to get those ones as well yeah the full art supporters always take a big interest in everyone's what they want to pull so right uh i mean Candace I do the probably same. Be up there as well. Yeah, I mean, Candace has to, and then Lance is a is a you know a crowd favorite, I guess. Um, to, you know, depending on, um, you know who's trying to pull it, but you know, a lot of people do like Lance, I believe, right? Yep. Plus that Lance with Dragon Pokemon, um, seems like it might see some play. Yeah, it might be one that you want one or two of at least, and you're definitely in your GLC deck. So, sure. Uh, well, one, they did. Uh, we did see a news article uh, for the entire set reveal of nine the ninety eight cards in Paradigm Tr Trigger. Um, there was one card I don't remember us talking about. Well, actually, there's two cards. Okay, I, I, I must have missed that article. So yeah, you're hitting me with new information right now. 
um, I, I just don't. Maybe we missed the news article. I just don't remember seeing them reveal Hisuian Arcanine V. Um, one of my favorite Pokemon, and I actually like the V Pokemon that he is getting in the in the game. Um, so it's a basic uh, V Pokemon for two hundred and thirty. Has two hundred thirty HP. Uh, so beefy boy. Uh, it's fighting type, obviously. The new Hisuian version. It comes with a uh, an ability and attack. The ability is Irresistible Force. As often as you like, during your turn, you may move one fighting energy from one of your Pokemon to this Pokemon. So he's got like a little bit of like a that Surfetch like slide him up, but you can do it uh, the move the Pokemon, like the move the energy around, but all of it has to go to him. And then his attack uh, is for four colorless energy. Um, so you can make use of some double turbos here if you wanted. But uh, it's Rock Bullet, 90 plus damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each fighting energy attached to this Pokemon. So let's just say you already have four fighting energies out on the board and you just drop him down and then move them all to him. Um, that's 120 more damage. So you're doing 210 uh, that you don't necessarily need to charge up right away. Um, but not for a fighting type. Not too crazy. I mean, I like Arcanine. Um, I like the ability because you have a high energy cost that you can kind of offset. Yep. But um, if you can get a lot of fighting energy on him, the, I mean, then then you're really talking about doing some bigger damage. But we are talking about a lot of fighting energy. So. Right. It, it does seem like there's going to be a lot of setup if you're going to make that work um, for those like huge big shots. Um and also, you know, he is a V Pokemon, so he is allowed to just go down that turn and and kind of go from there. Um, I'm just I'm seeing it as like a almost like a he could be a closer. In a, right. The thing is, right. Um, there isn't like a fighting type deck right now where you're just running. Not currently, this this uh, is one that I feel like right now is not going to be relevant or good. Um, but sure. in the future, it could be busted, probably not at archetype of its own, but like you said, maybe one or two of counts, um, especially if we get some more um, fighting love as far as like supporters or items. Um, I know Gutsy Pickaxe is out there, uh, but if you have more cards like that that can kind of accelerate and then you put him down then just accelerate, boom, onto him. Um, yeah, I can see this deck uh, potentially. Uh, maybe even into your uh, your surface deck, right? Uh, is yeah, yeah. I know. You, maybe you throw him a one of there. Uh, I know it's maybe not going to be a tier meta, um, <laughs> you know, but maybe it makes it a little bit better that you know people weren't expecting. So uh, and can hit for those numbers when you have a lot of energy on the board. He does have a lot. He has thirty more HP. So hey, might, yeah. might be worth it. Right. All right. Uh, the last one I want to bring up from this set, uh, to just because I don't think we talked about it, is the release of. Uh, Brandon, also known as Colrus uh, 2.0, that is worse, but still good. Um, so anyone who knows Colrus from GLC or expanded format, um, Brandon does uh, is a supporter that you can uh, only play when it is the last card in your hand, and then you draw a card for each benched Pokemon in play. Use and yours, yours is the word. Yours and your opponents. So the potential to draw 10, which everyone likes to do with Chorus back from, uh, I think, Plasma Freeze. Um, 
uh, the original chorus that did the same thing, but didn't have to be the last card in your hand. You just shuffle and drew 10. So if if the benches were full. It was I, I mean, off the hop, I would say hmm, maybe not super great. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me at least of the mustards currently and then like the Archies from back in the day. Um, but we, you know, we've seen, you know, players like Isaiah Bradner with like the Beedrill deck um, back last season, uh, you know, really take advantage of a, you know, similar card where you have to get your hand down um, to get a, a good effect out like that. Um, so if there's a deck that can really benefit off of, you know, raw draw of 10 um, with some thinning in there, um, you know, that's a, definitely a possibility um, I don't think it would be super meta compared, you know, like in every deck or, you know, uh, you know, a common player picking it up. Um, but I could see one of those top players, um, you know, really breaking that card or making it really relevant in a, in a deck. I could see it the same, trying to use it in a same, not in the same way as single strike muster, because you were doing a very poignant Spe- thing with that yeah. specific thing. Uh, but if you have a deck that can get a card on demand, like a supporter, that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily like maybe not that isn't like dropping Luminion or something like that, um, like shady deal, like I like shady dealings or something like that, then you might be able to find a place where you have it in the deck and then you can manufacture that that end without having it be too much work. Like, oh, maybe I just like, oh. I, I just get an ultra ball here and I have Brandon in my hand and then bam, I'm done. Like I, I, I draw 10, like that kind of thing. Um, but I don't see it being with that stipulation of having to be the last card. I don't uh, seeing, I don't stipulate, I don't see it being a big, huge thing where Brandon's all over the place. Right. So. Maybe if there's a card like Lieutenant surge that comes back out where, you know, you can play three supporters if you're losing, um, and then put that in combination of like Phoebe or something. <laughs> so Phoebe for a card that you guaranteed want and then Brandon and then <laughs> go again, uh, something like that. But obviously um, there's a lot of stipulations. I don't know if they'll ever do another Lieutenant surge in standard play, at least currently with these supporters. Yeah. I, who knows? That was the only time I've ever seen them let you do more than one a turn. So that was crazy, but um, we'll see. I just wanted to bring it up. I thought it was card worth talking about. Heck so. yeah. No, that, that, that was some fun some, uh, fun theory crafting there. Uh, do you have anything else in the news that you wanted to bring up? No. No, not at all. Um, let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. I think, it, again, it was a little bit of a light week as far as like announcements from Pokemon. Um, but, uh, you know, we do have a regionals to talk about. Uh, Salt Lake City. Uh, was this last weekend. Uh, there were a lot of fun decks out there, a lot of um, top players doing well, like always. There's a lot of, um, you know, some newer players that didn't have, um, you know, all the accolades as, you know, a lot of these um, making it to the top tables, um, even getting to the finals. Um, so uh, lots of stuff to talk there. Um, do you have the top eight lists um, directly in front of you? Yeah, all right. I have the top eight. Um, in order of how they finished, um, not how they went in. Yes. Um, but uh, we obviously uh, kind of spoiled it already. Uh, Hale uh, was running an RCS Gudra, came away the winner on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat uh, 
a uh, Arceus Pikachu with Espeon VMAX piloted by James Steele. Uh, and that was the one you were alluding to. He did not, he was kind of the new guy in the top eight. He did not yes. have a lot of accolades compared to the yeah, main. He won like a, uh, like a cities or something like that yeah, uh, previous. His, so. his lone accolade was a city cup championship, I think uh, winning um, something like that. Um, so it just shows like guys like me who have no, no accolades can still get to the final. You have to start somewhere, and I, yeah. I'm thrilled to see James jump up there. So congratulate! Well, congratulations to both of them. But um, um, yeah. yeah and, so and same thing. I mean, Hale, uh, Hale has won regionals before, but he also uh, has taken he would took a break. Yeah. So it, it's been three years since the last time he has, uh, top aided. Made played a day or played uh really hardcore competitively so uh welcome back hale and uh you still got it and james welcome to the scene we look forward to more seeing more top eight finishes from you as well um because that sb on vmax was pr a pretty cool um addition uh to the deck and made i don't know perked my interest and could have been crazy in the in the matchup uh as well uh, in the finals because of that. Well, because it hits for big numbers. It does. It can. It can. Um, but it also like helps turn off that lost box with that ability, but it follows the path just like everything else does. So, yep. um, but then continuing down the line, um, we had uh, Nicholas Moffat. He was uh, finished in third. He had the Giratina with the lost zone box playing lost zone. And then we had uh, a string of players playing Reggie's. Uh, yes. Fourth was uh, none other Azul himself, Azul GG, and he was claiming that Reggie's was going to be uh, big in this tournament, and they did, because then uh, they were followed by Grant in fifth, Caleb in sixth, and Drew Kennett in seventh. Uh, they're two team uh, rare candy guys right there. Mm -hmm. All all of them were playing uh, Reggie Gigas uh, toolbox deck. And the last person in the top eight, uh, not not by lease at all, but it was Caleb Rogerson uh, with a Palkia Intellion uh, list. Um, so that was your top eight. Um, very Reggie's heavy. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the top players wanted to come out and say, especially when you see who's playing it. The Grant right. is a little, uh, I mean, we knew Drew has been on Reggie's for a while and he's been carrying him, but Caleb as well. I mean, Kayla, um, yeah, Grant and Azul both played it, uh, you know, at the last regionals as well. So a lot of players are really, really on the, on this, um, this Reggie, uh, kick. Um, it is a great deck because it is single prizers. It's, you know, fairly consistent once it sets up, um, path of peak is heavy in a lot of the versions, so it can disrupt. Um, and then of course hitting for weakness and potentially Oko's. Um, so there's a lot going for it, um. But I feel like Hale just had the perfect meta call uh, because it's a really good matchup against Reggie's with uh, with the um, the, Gudra. the Gudra, the Gudra. And I watched his his game against Azul. I missed his game. Uh, I think he played Grant the round before or so, somebody. I think it might have been Drew, somebody that had um, the Reggie's. But it just really handled it. Um, and, you, you know, you seeing a player like Azul, um, you know, sequence you know, perfectly and still just nothing he can do. Um, just continuously just gate kept by 
by Gudra stopping that deck. Um, and I, I think if it wasn't for, um, you know, Gudra, it, it that is a good chance that, uh, you know, Reggie's what might have probably won the day. Uh, yeah, I think. Honestly, I think the Reggies uh, did great in making the cut. And then I think two two other decks, um, and arguably three, I, I don't know, the Giratina, I don't know if that's a great matchup or not. but That's pretty close to 50-50, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a 50-50, so maybe not the great easiest matchup for Reggie, but maybe, who knows, maybe it is. Um, but uh, the top two in the finals were basically like really hard matchups, I would say, for for uh, Reggie's because they had the peak uh, to just kind of turn off their ability to attack at, at times. So who, <laughs> who knows from there? So, I mean, they just hit some bad match. Like they all were just going to get a bad matchup at one point. And I know, I knew Azul had to take on Grant in the first round. So they also had to count. That's right. That's right. Um, but I, I, I really want to just like, speak of how the meta evolved so you know we saw the, the tournament previous um you know we had um lost zone yeah lost zone he won uh toward i couldn't think of towards uh so toward one with lost zone uh and lost zone there was a lot of lost tina out there um so a lot of different lost box um kind of variants uh, and I think Reggie's kind of do well, especially against the single prize. It's a it's a very favored matchup for the Reggie's. Um, and you know I think you know just kind of adjusting from you know you know last regionals into this one, um, it's just kind of funny to, to see how the meta game evolves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Reggie's kind of help. Uh, they are kind of in that health pool where uh, the lost zone, like the single prize box, just doesn't hit. The right numbers uh in dropping damage counters or what cramorant does in damage so that's where like the the reggies can just kind of take more ko's quickly or quicker than the the lost zone box can so that's uh, it is a great meta call and they did really well throughout the day um as well um I, we saw a, a couple of different matchups just do really well and even in azul's matchup against um Hale I think I remember I think it was against Hale and uh, watching that on stream like he plays it really well uh it's just when you're hitting a wall that doesn't want to go down uh it's kind of hard when you're the Reggie player so right yeah and just all the healing options um so um it's just very interesting to see that way another deck that kind of fell off a little bit I mean it did see success but not in top 8 is Kiram um and I, I've seen a lot. I did see a, a few few of the players in you know that top twenty, um, you know, still kind of revert back to Palkia Intellion, um, just going for that quick, quicker consistency. Having the the Intellion engine with shady dealings, I'm um, still super powerful. Um, and, and if I was going to, um, you know, if I was at Salt Lake, I probably would have played that deck as well, um, just based off of how the meta game was playing out. Um, but what's your thoughts, you know, on, you know, with the current meta with Palkia versus Palkia Kiram, which one would you lean towards um, and why maybe, I guess? Um, I'm, I'm on a, I'm in uh, the camp. I think Palkia and Teleon is probably the better call. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen it make two top cuts now. Um, 
as well. I mean, Kiram did make a top cut in he made finals, uh, you know, last in in what Peoria. So, yeah, uh, Paul Cantelion and Kiram made finals in Peoria. Well, made cut top eight in, but then this this one, there's no Kiram. We have just the, the one Palkia and Telion in the de- in there. Um, I think Kiram might be, unfortunately, might be falling to the three prize trade. Right. Uh, um, I don't think Kiram is bad. Um, I like that it might have a better matchup towards things like uh, Gudra if it if it becomes a little bit more popular now with the regional win, um, because Palkia may not Palkia can't put in the damage. We saw well, that you can't put in the damage, but with you know a lot of these players playing Echoing Horn, it still gives it a chance for that out um, to just try to you know boss up and and smack down um, um, you know Arceus's or whatnot. Yeah, it we it has the ability. Um, I mean, we saw I, I think Caleb played Hale on stream earlier in uh, in the tournament, and uh, I mean Hale ended up coming out, but you could. St- See the potential that Palkia has because of its speed. Um, uh, it just uh, Hale maybe uh, Hale was able to weather the onslaught from the Palkia long enough to get a Gudra set up, and then just couldn't and would not give up the last two prizes that he needed. That Caleb needed to win. Um, uh, it just uh, it it was a really good. It was a really close and good matchup that way as well. Um, uh, so I mean, you the potential for Palkia still is is there to just get out and go faster than uh, Gujar can set up, and yeah. then use that early pressure to to hopefully be able to take that echoing horn closer. Yeah. Uh, again, um, again, it's probably a harder matchup, but it, it's still kind of I guess doable. Um, but another deck that can you know potentially be a deck that could hurt Gudra um, is Sue and Zora arc. And we've not seen it make quite top eight this time, but you know, it, it made, I think there was one in top eight last tournament. Um, and then in this, on this one, you know, there was Kevin Kenny who played it and I know he, he got, he made cut or he made first cut and he was, he was close. Um, and he played that pretty masterfully as well. Um, so Hazuri and Zora arc, um, a deck that can just really hit hard, and if it can set up consistently, and heck, if you can have a the, the have you, I don't know if you saw um, in his first game streaming how bad his prizes were, and still pulled that game off. If you can win with a, a, a prize prizes like that, I mean, there's something to be said about the deck, right? Yeah. When when if I told you you're playing Zuian Zora and you have two V stars prized. And three double turbo energies prized, as long as and your last one is a damage pump too, which is a card you use. Yeah, you're like you've lost this game. Uh, it's just over. <laughs> are you going to win this game? Uh, the answer, most likely, people would say is no. But Kevin Kenny pulled it out, uh, so um, that speaks to the ability of the deck. Uh, I think it's just one of those decks that might just uh, whether it hits like what it it exactly needs to get like. Uh, it can't uh, skip a beat. I think right. um, if it if it skips a beat, it might not be able to close the game. That's all. Uh, and another importance on uh, Kevin Kenny's list. Um, I know he played, you know, the the four double turbos, which you know you need to in in Zorark. But uh, he also had 
uh, some basic fighting in there as well, um, just for some additional energy acceleration um, had or a, energy he, options, I guess. So, I think he had a sneak. He had a sneaky Decidueye tech in there for, mm-hmm. I think, Mill Tank because Zorark Zorark normally yeah. has no answer. Yes, but I mean, yeah, exactly. So you know, having a little bit of different options. Um, than just a straight up hit like he normally does. Um, pretty good, pretty good deck. Um, and you know, we're gonna see you know just more to come from Zor Arc. Um, I I don't think somebody's completely broken that deck yet. Nope, I think it still has uh, it still has a viability to change up and and continue to be a, a good deck in the format. Something that can uh, give you good results. Speaking of decks that um can continuously evolve and change mu v max ever changing always changing um we kind of already talked about it a little bit with adam's winning list for our team challenge um but you know a lot of top players are still on this uh mu um more of the double turbo build um you know just hitting hitting hard using silene for you know getting those those um those energy or the tablets back um or getting gusts back uh, the deck just hits hard and just won't go away. Every time somebody says it's completely dead, um, every time we have what's the the new dark attacker, um, it just won't die. Um, it's still relevant, and I you 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 have to respect it. Um, yeah, we already kind of talked about it. Where like even with my deck this weekend, um, didn't have any mu hate on it. Um, and you know, obviously I paid for it, but like going into a tournament like this, that could definitely cost you a. Um, a matchup here or there. Um, you're not going to probably see Mew in is in the numbers as you used to, uh, but definitely a deck that you still need to respect um, and maybe have one or two cards that you know, you know could, could hurt you. Yeah, um, it's definitely does not. I didn't see the numbers that you would have normally expected from a movie max, but you can still see the results. Um, I mean, there were still a lot of top players playing it to good results uh team tag team over there uh i think riley holbert just took it to back-to-back top 32s yeah regionals so i mean uh maybe even higher i can't remember exactly where he finished but um I, it still has great results um it can it can still have great results so riley holbert finished in 22nd yeah top top 25 However, right. you want to, however you want to cut it. Yeah, and Mahone was in 25th as well with, with the same, uh, with uh, Mew as well, so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they're, that that group of, I know they I, they all uh, test together. They have really piloted that to back-to-back results in the last two regionals to um, excellent results. Just uh, just missing the, the top eight. Um promised land i guess if you want to say yeah it's it's still it's still great um a great deck um but from a deck that went from um winning last uh with toward like we already kind of talked about with the lost box just the single prize uh version with uh you know charizard um radiant charizard it really didn't see much success um at least from what i'm looking at unless i'm missing something um within the top 25 um why do you think that is um, 
I don't think it's one that a lot of people can. I think I don't know if we said this before, but I don't look at the 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 lost box like as a an easy. Let me just uh, oh, Tord played this and got first place. Um, let me copy and paste, and let me just be able to you know wreck face with this. I, there's a lot into that into that deck and how to how to play it. Um, I think some people might have probably tried testing it and then got off of it um, uh, if they weren't the because I don't I don't know if it was uh, even popular, but I did not see a lot of it in the top list of names of players on Pokestats and stuff like that. People playing it, um, right. maybe they just maybe people just were like, well, this one this one. I'm not playing this because people are going to be countering it because we did see uh, I, I did see a lot of big paracels and things like that. that were just basically like, nah, you ain't doing your thing, Sableye. Right. So. I'm I mean, sure it one. had the success, like we said, and, you know, the, the meta adjust to it. Um, so I think a lot of the big players um, jumped off of it for for two reasons. They either wanted to counter it or they feel like it was going to be countered. Um, so we already kind of talked about it with Reggie's. Um, Reggie's is just a really good matchup against it. Um, you know, obviously people are playing other techs in there, um, to hurt that, um, you know, flying Pikachu still out there. We saw flying Pikachu again, uh, in, in, in the finals. Um, it can kind of just shut that down with the single, the single, uh, prize version of it. Um, and then we even seen, uh, the Vicable. Um, I, I kind of called it last week where I thought, you know, after Silver Tempest, we see Vicavolt, um, you know, see some play. And sure enough, like the first stream game I watched was Vicavolt versus uh, Lost Box, and it just bodied it, right? Uh, yeah. it, it, it can't do, do anything. So there were, I think, there were a lot <laughs> of decks out there that just had either just a really good matchup um, or it just completely shut it down. And there's nothing you can do about, about that, right? Yeah. So I think a yeah. lot of those top players recognized that that was going to be the case um, and, and kind of jumped off of it from there. I don't think the deck is dead. Um, and, and to kind of go back to your point, I, I do think it's a harder deck just to pick up and play like, oh, yeah, toward one with it. Um, but a lot of these top players still have that high ceiling. And, I you know, I think, you know, if they feel like it's the best deck for that meta, they, they'd bring it. Um, you know, the deck still is really really great and you know i played it this week at locals um and it still has a really good matchup spread and it can still do um lots of things even against decks that want to spread played against the urshifu um and like i said i i, I even a, a single prize or a deck like that just um kind of just took urshifu to town so um a lot of good matchups but i guess it, if you predict that there's gonna be a lot of counters to it it's just not the call to make yep Sometimes um, it's better to counter the counter. Right. And then kind of going off of that, piggybacking off Lost Box, uh, we got Lost Tina. Um, didn't see a lot of Lost Tina love, but we did see uh, Garatina out there with um, with the, the Arceus variants. So um, go to Arceus, you know, just get an energy attach, um, get double turbo attack, start spreading damage, um, and then start spreading damage. And then the great thing is, you can retreat with him if it doesn't die and then just use uh, Tina's attack and then get rid of the double colorless um, energy on the on the Arceus that probably took hits. So there's a lot of versatility there. You don't always have to take from the active uh, attacking Garatina. So um, seeing a different kind of new look 
Garatina out there compared to what the, you know, the beginning meta saw for the most part. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think Garatina uh, is just going to be an archetype that you're going to see that is going to be able to hang around, whether it's Lost Zone, because Lost Zone made the top eight, but I think Arctina is is viable in its in and of itself as well. Uh, we saw it on stream do really well in 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 its battles. Um, uh, it's kind of like a Giratina is just a really good but not overly oppressive Pokemon. So um, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think it's going to be a viable deck choice. Um, how you play it uh, might be dependent on what you think you're going to see in the meta. Um, yeah. uh, if you can, you know, capitalize on this lost zone early turns or be able to use that to make it a, a, an effect to, to use it in the lost zone or whether you think RCS is the better way to go and just to, that way. So that might be the call on which way to play it depending on the tournament. But I think Giratina will be around, um, competing in for top eight spots and and final and probably make finals here shortly for sure i i agree um lots of great decks um i think we broke down most of the top meta decks is there any other decks that you want to mention or or give some shout outs to um good or bad um no not off the top like we we talked about pretty much everything um there's not much that i saw that isn't too crazy nothing like stuck out like a you know like an rcs agron or anything like that i don't remember seeing anything too crazy um uh there was a leafeon deck on on stream that made two, day two so uh that was interesting um but that nothing else really to, to break out that's going to be a breakout force in the meta i think right right i think a lot of people i think just going off of um off of James's list is going to go try to play with the Espeons now. Um, try him out again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Espeon is a... Uh, for people who liked Arceus decks, like Arceus Intel or um, Arceus Pika deck, Arceus Pika um, with the Bibaro and everything, like I think Espeon is a cool tech um, because it has things that can counter stuff in the meta. I mean, uh, is just... It might... Just like the old RC, like Path of the Peak might prove to be a problem. That's all. Right. All right. Well, I think that's a good rundown. I know there was a couple other things that you wanted to talk about that you kind of noticed. Um, and I'll let you you uh oh, kick yeah. this one off. I, I think it's an interesting topic that nobody's really talked about before. Yeah, there's one thing I want to just it's just a side topic, and I'm not really like showing, I don't want to like this is not a negative like a thing bad at all. Thing. It's, not, it's not a bad thing. It's just I haven't sat down and watched an entire stream like like that, um, like I could yesterday in a while. And it was just fun to see everyone's like not your turn, like actions. Like it's not your turn. Your 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 mannerisms. Your, what your, your player mannerisms. mannerisms when you're not playing. Yeah, like when you're when you're when it's your turn, everyone you know has their own things. You know, you're going through your deck, you're 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 looking at what you can do. So everyone's moving moving cards around fast and things like that. But when it's not your turn and you're watching your opponent, like seeing everyone else, there's a lot of pe like there's a lot of people that just like constantly shuffle 
I know I'm guilty of this. I, I shuffle constantly. In I, fact, I think, I'm shuffling cards right now as we speak. Yeah, I, I I think I am one as well. I think someone tell me that that I do that myself, but I, I, I could be wrong. Um, it was just really nice to see in watching the streams. Like, I want to just the, the only reason I was even talking about this is is Hale's kind of demeanor and his his way he conducts his not his turn. Because uh, I see a lot of guys like, you know, shuffle and then they're probably not doing that to just, they're not distracted by it. So they're paying attention, but Hale was just like in the zone because he would say he would do his turn and then he would look at his cards and then he would just set them down. And he was just very calm the whole time. Right. And I can see like uh, the, the calmness in, in his demeanor the whole time uh, and just, easily keeping an eye on the opponent's board um keeping his thoughts in his head and 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 not kind of telling anything by maybe you know shuffling faster or anything like that uh just keeping a very cool demeanor and i thought that was cool to see and i'm gonna try i think i'm gonna try and emulate that a little bit more because i think it makes a little bit of a difference when you're just patiently waiting your turn and, and keeping your thoughts in your head and just keeping an eye a lot of the times what I don't do a lot of is keeping an eye on your opponent's board, making sure everything's going right. Not that right. he's like, not that he was out there like catching mistakes or anything, but just like, this is what happened. This is in your head. You can go, this is what happened. And I can do this now. I can do this now. Like there's not a, a need to necessarily like look at your cards constantly. Like, right. uh, so um, I really appreciated that. I thought it was cool and it, it was neat like kind of like social sit back and third party experiment of seeing how people, the mannerisms they do when they're right. not. Yeah. There is a couple other people I've noticed mannerisms, um, you know, outside their turn. Um, and again, not, not good, bad or anything. It was just interesting. Um, and a lot of people are very chaotic and I would, including myself um, where I'm continuously shuffling my hand. And I, I try to like look at my opponent, like eye to eye, Obviously, they're not going to be staring at me while they're doing their thing, um, but just kind of making sure. But, um, you know, going back, um, you know, kind of just recapping what I've seen um, in person at these uh, events. And Andrew Mahone comes to mind um, again. He's very, very focused on his oppon- opponent's hand. He's it, shuffling his board state. I've never seen so someone so laser focused on the opponent and what they're doing their, their hand motions and, and and i'm not saying he's trying to like catch somebody cheat or sh- like a misplay or anything like that but he's just very aware like if anything happened like he's i would feel like he's like the number one player to to, to find that like instantly um just by, by by the focus that i've noticed um him have um on his opponents just kind of in in passing seeing him at these um uh, tournaments um and then another one i've noticed is isaiah bradner um really I've never seen somebody pick up their opponent's discard pile so many times just to make sure he knows exactly what resources were gone out of his opponent's hand and then always checking discard piles, his opponent's, his, and everything. So I, he's he's one of those players that I would say is hectic, but not necessarily in a bad way, just like there's so much going on in his mind, and he's always just checking the board state and completely different. And it's just funny to see you know, all these different top players, uh, you know, Hale with, the, you know, winning this tournament. Obviously, he's not one that has as many accolades as the two uh, that I mentioned. 
Um, but, you know, obviously a great player in his own right. Um, just completely different mannerisms. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's done all those players different well or very well. Um, so I guess it's just a matter of what you want to do. But the, the one common theme, I think, is they're very aware of the board state. It's 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 blindingly obvious that they're very aware of the board state on both sides. And I think that's one big key takeaway that we all should take, um, you know, from that, um, myself included, you know, trying to make sure that their board state's clean, that you understand what they've done. Um, and I definitely taken that to heart the last couple tournaments where I'm trying to make sure my side's clean and make sure my opponents is clean and, and hold them accountable. And I think, you know, those players kind of demand that kind of situation. Yep. And you, you summed up exactly what I wanted people to take away from this is just uh, the manner is like, all this is just like side port, like side topic to really just say like paying attention to the game at hand, uh, even though it's not your turn is important. Um, uh I fall victim to this myself of like checking out when it's not my turn. Um, <laughs> uh, just PTCGO, uh, like you're playing PTCGO. Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, you, what, what, what's on this page here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's on the internet over here? Like you just, but when you're at, at these events, like staying in it, being laser focused um, on what's going on and, and keeping track of the board state is really important. And, and, it can help you lead to better results. So I agree. So yeah, keep, keep your eye on all that. <laughs> That's all I really wanted to say on that stuff. Yeah. So I'm out of cool things to talk about now. No, I think that's going to basically do it for us. I know every week, um, you know, I go, we go into these episodes and sometimes like some weeks I'm like, Oh man, there's like not a lot to talk about, but somehow we always drag it into that hour and a half hour, 45 minutes um we're really good at that uh, so i appreciate everybody that stayed and listened to us towards the end uh even though we get long-winded uh you know on certain things here or there um but you know uh, we do this for you guys uh we love the game uh, we love to share it with the community um and like i said earlier in the news portion we want to share back with the community and you know with with that giveaway so please make sure to message us again in the in our twitter uh dms and we'll put you into that uh, into the drawing, and then hopefully at the end of the month we'll be, you know, drawing a winner, and hopefully we'll continue to do this. Yeah, yeah. Keyword Litwick. Keyword Litwick. Make sure you send that to our DMs. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. Thank you, Chuck, as always, and thank you to everybody listening here till the end. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.